Critical thinking is the most important skill you can have when you're living in a world that seems to have lost its mind. Everyone out there is trying to tell you what to think. I want to teach you how to think. In every episode, I'm exposing the logical fallacies being used by advertisers, politicians, influencers, news outlets, social media memes, and maybe even your own best friend. Warning, listening to this podcast will cause you to see bad thinking everywhere. Welcome to the Filter Through a Brain Cell podcast. Hey, what's up, thinkers? Did you catch that? Do you see what I did there? I'm going to start calling you guys thinkers because if you're listening to this podcast, it's because you are becoming a thinker and learning how to think for yourself. Kathy Gibbons here, and y'all, I have a super special guest here with me today. My 15-year-old daughter, Lena, is here with me today. You guys have heard me say that I learned about logical fallacies along with her when she was in seventh grade, and what a difference it's made for her and her ability to recognize bad thinking, to recognize manipulation, and just outright foolishness, and also it has helped me as well. Um, Now, I do just want to say this up front, that uh, we're going to be going through a couple of examples using the four questions uh, from the last couple episodes. And one of the topics that we are going to talk about is we wanted to talk about real world issues. And one of those is abortion. We're going to be talking about the phrase, my body, my choice. Now, as you guys know, um, we haven't talked about cognitive biases yet on this podcast. It's coming in season two, I promise. But a cognitive bias is just the way that you see the world. And as Christians, our family, we're, we're Christians. And so, we do see the world through the lens of the sanctity of life. And so that's the perspective we're coming from. But I did just want to tell you that that's going to be one of the topics that we're discussing today um, because I wanted to just give you that warning. I know you might have younger children in the car and um, it might not be a topic that you want to bring up with your family right now. And that's totally fine. Just wanted to let you know that we are, uh, that is one of the things we're talking about. Um, so both she and I learned these skills. We both learned how to think. We learned how to all about the logical fallacies through the homeschool group that we're a part of classical conversations. And they're actually sponsors of this podcast. If you've ever wondered if your student is really being prepared to learn how to think for themselves, not just being told what to think classical conversations, just may be what you're looking for. If you go to classical classicalconversations.com forward slash Gibbons, that's G-I-B-B-E-N-S, and fill out the form, not only we get more information about CC, that's what we call it, but you'll also get two free download, downloadable eBooks that will get you started. They're super cool. And incidentally, uh, this week, our family is doing an Instagram takeover Yay. over at the Classical Conversations Instagram account. So if you're curious at all about our family and what we're like. Uh, we and you want to get some behind the scenes of homeschooling and just us. You can go check that out. Um, go to the Classical Conversations Instagram page and check out the stories. You are going to see us, and we're totally keeping it real, by the way. So <laughs> we are not one of those Instagram. Uh, worthy or Instagram level. We just don't care about that kind of stuff. We keep it real. We have fun and we're sharing it all over there. So go check that out this week. Okay. So hopefully you have been listening to the last four episodes of the podcast where I have introduced the four simple tools for brain surgery, which are just four questions that you can ask to get someone to think about why they believe what they believe. I asked Lena to come on today because I wanted you to hear from her about how she has used these questions in conversations that she's actually had. Um, I have so many families who listen to this podcast as a family, um, parents with your teens in the car, and I love that. And I feel like it's so important to implement 
what we're learning here, not just to hear about the fallacies. It's one thing to hear about the fallacies. It's another thing to actually be able to use them and to know what to do next when you hear them being used in a conversation. Because ultimately where the rubber meets the road is in our conversations with other people when we're engaging with the culture around us and we have opportunities to speak the truth with love. So we're just going to have a conversation um, here with my daughter today about these four questions and how Lena has used them in real conversations that she's had. And I'm super excited for you to get a chance to listen in. So Lena, why don't you just take a quick minute and introduce yourself uh, to the awesome people that listen to this podcast. Hi, y'all. I'm Lena. I'm her daughter. Um, I'm 15. I'm in sophomore year high school. And I I do theater. I like singing and... Yeah, debate. <laughs> yes. Okay, parents, I just wrote down here, <laughs> at this age, um, our kids love to debate. I've always loved to debate. Though. She's always loved to debate. But especially, there is something about this middle school, high school age where they really love to debate. And so our thoughts on that is, well, let's, rather than telling them to stop debating, let's give them the tools so they can actually do it well. So it doesn't devolve just into arguing. So I think in an upcoming episode, I am going to do an episode on how to give your kids the tools to debate so that they can do it well and that they can do it in a winsome way. Let me know. What do you think? Would that be interesting to you? Uh, Send me, my daughter says, yes, I think she'll be back for that episode. Send me an email, send me a message on Instagram or Facebook or something. If you think that's a good topic and we'll look at putting that, um, putting that on the docket for future episodes. Okay. So Lena, what we did is, as you guys know, when I give you examples, I always like to give you kind of a silly, simple example first so that you can kind of hear how, what the fallacy sounds like. And then I give you a real life one. So that's what we're going to do today. Elena came up with, I asked her on her own to come up with two examples, one that's kind of simple and silly. And then one that is real life, like a real life conversation that she has had. And, uh, so we're going to go through the four questions and talk about the super silly, simple one. And then actually let's do this super silly, simple one all through all four questions first and then we'll do the real life question and go through all four questions with that one. How's that sound? Okay. Okay. Sounds good. So give us what you got. Okay. So for the really like simple one, it's basically like that lollipop is pink and pink is for girls. Okay. So it's somebody saying to you that lollipop is pink and pink is for girls. Yeah. Right. Okay. Got it. Um, like, so for the first question, the questions are, what do you mean? How do you know? So what? And what if you're wrong? So for the first question, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean by that lollipop? What if there's like four or five on the table and you pick up like the green one, but they didn't turn around and they're like, oh my gosh, your lollipop is pink. But like you pick up the green one. Like, what do you mean by that lollipop? You could be wrong. Oh, um, like, like, what do you mean by that lollipop? Which one? What kind of pink? What do you mean? It's for girls. Like, it's one they like to wear. It's just like they like that color more generally because I know that's not always true. I have friends that are guys who really like the color pink and friends that are girls that hate it with a passion. Um, that's you. That is me, yes. <laughs> I, I live in yellows and blues. Um, like if, like, what do you mean by that lollipop and what do you mean by it's pink and what do you mean by it's for girls? The next question is how do you know? Who told you pink is for girls? Because that person could have been lying to you. That person might not be credible in that area. The person could be colorblind. Like, what if they're like that pink and it's like not pink? I don't know. Just a thought. If they're colorblind, may not want to listen to them on colors. Um, but like that sort of thing of who, like who told you? How do you know? And how do you know that that 
how, how do you know that, that, that they are credible? How do you know that you can listen to them? And what if you have different authorities? Because if my authority is one person who says one thing and your authority is another person who says something different and they disagree and like those opinions are conflicting, you could have issues there and your debate could have stemmed from that. Like that's just a thought of like what's your authority and how do you know that, that that's true? Uh, third question is so what? Um, what is like who cares that it's pink and who cares that it's for girls? Like that has no impact on how the lollipop tastes or why I'm eating said lollipop on like why you are wearing the color pink if pink is for girls, like that kind of thing. What, so what? Why does it matter? What difference does it make that it is pink, I guess? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the last one is... Well, because the question number three is a consequences question, right? Yeah. So what are the consequences of you believing that? How does that affect you in your life? Yeah. Like, yeah, why does it, why does it matter? Why, why do you care? What difference, what difference does it make? Um... Does this have any impact on you? Does it have any impact on me? And if it doesn't, why are we talking about this? Like, there's no reason for us to even be debating this if we're just, if it doesn't matter and it has no impact in our lives. And if it's just, like, a basic trivial thing that you think I shouldn't be eating this because it's, like, pink or something. Like, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And the last question is, um, last question is, what if you're wrong? What if it, the lollipop that I'm eating is not pink? What if pink is does not necessarily have to be for girls? Because, like I said, there are guys who love pink and girls that hate it. And if you're wrong that pink is for girls, like, what do you mean by it's for girls? Like, that doesn't make sense. Like, if, if you don't get what they mean and if they don't make that clear, you can ask them, like, what do you mean it's for girls? And if, like, what, 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 do you, what does it matter if you're wrong? Does that impact your life at all? Does it impact my life at all? Who does this matter to? Like, why... Why are we talking about this if it's not going to matter whether or not you're right or wrong? And if, if so, like, what, what would you change if you found out that you were wrong? Does that change anything for you? And are you scared to admit that that's true just because you don't want to change? Because that's also a possibility that you are just holding on tight to this because you don't want to change. And that's why you're holding on fast to this idea or this concept, even if you know it's wrong. It's just because you don't want to change. And if that's what you're scared of, then or that gets, you don't want to let go of that or whatever, that's a totally different thing in and of itself. But you can get people to that by asking that. Yeah. Excellent. Okay, great. So that's a simple, that's a simple example of the, using the four questions to address something that somebody has said. Now, let's go to a real conversation that you have had. Several times. I know you've had this conversation, and um, – that is, has to do with the saying, my body, my choice. And obviously in culture right now, that is definitely a saying that is out there that's going around. That is for people who are advocating for abortion and for um, abortion rights. And as I said earlier, uh, we are Christians, so we do believe in the sanctity of life. And um, so this is something that we view differently than the people who would say my body, my choice. So Lena, what does that look like when you have come into conversation with them and how have you been able to use these questions? What does it sound like to use these four questions in that conversation? Cause here's the hard thing guys, as you know, when you come up against somebody or not just against them or in conversation with somebody who believes something that is diametrically opposed to what you believe, the tendency that happens, like I talk about the, the two biggest enemies to good thinking is relativism or emotionalism, right? Relativism is, well, there is no hard, hard, 
in fast truth, you believe what you believe, I believe what I believe, and, you know, let's just kumbaya. My truth versus your truth. Yeah, my truth and your truth. And also emotionalism, where people just get angry, right? They get upset or they get emotional, they cry, they just kind of break down, and communication stops because somebody is emotional. Or unwilling to talk about it. And unwilling to talk about it. Yes, and we don't want to go to either of those. We want to use good thinking and questions to hopefully, anyways, get somebody to think. So, Lena, what has that yes. looked like in, in terms of that? Um, and I have had these conversations with people who are also Christians and who do believe, like, have the same basis as morals as I do, but also have had different people telling them these things and have kind of gone along with what they have heard their whole lives. And aren't always willing to change their opinion. Like I said, in the what if you're wrong, the last question, what if you're wrong, are you, do you just not want to let go of this because it would, because you would change something or because you just, or is this really what you, what you believe? And I've gone against people like in conversation with people who have believed both of these things and have had both of these different like mindsets, like different people, obviously, but like how we've had different, who have held to both of these, how do this uh, belief because of both of those things. So the first question, what do you mean? What do you mean by like my body and what choice are you talking about? Like, what do you mean by my body? Like, are you talking about the child inside of you, your physical body? Like, what do you mean by that? Cause there are different people who d define that differently and who take that different ways and who can come up with different like reasonings and what's the word? Um, like Definitions, different definitions. Definitions and come to different conclusions. That's the word. Conclusions because of what they believe in that area of like what is your body, what choice you're talking about. Um, like as for like what choice are you talking about? Are you talking about like the abortion choice? Are you talking about, like being able to raise a child? Like that different thing. Like those different things. Well, um, as far as like what do you mean by like my body? That one because people if people have different definitions of like what is part of your body. That's where you're going to have, like, 99% of your beefs with, like, people who believe in abortion versus those who don't is, what do you mean by my body? Like, that is the biggest thing. Um, how do you know? Huh. Who told you that? What authority do you know that from? Like, who, who has told you in your life that that is your body and that that is your choice? Like, who has told you that? Because what if they're wrong? Not, not, not necessarily if what if you're wrong. What if they are wrong and they have told you something that's not correct? Were you just blindly following along with them? Or did you actually go home and, like, do your own homework and research that by yourself? Or are you just, like, taking their word as it is because you trust them? Should you trust them? And what authority, like, say you and I are in this conversation, what authority am I going off of? Am I, if I'm going off of authority A, whatever authority A might be, and you're going off of authority B, whatever authority B might be, and authority A and B are very, very different, we're going to have issues there. If I, if I learn this from this person and I'm like, this is fact, take this, I know this, and therefore it must be true. But if you're doing that with your, with, uh, your authority B, you're going to run into issues with like, this is what I know to be true. And if you're both are like taking this quote unquote from the same source, there's going to be issues. If you, if you think you're taking this from the same source, but once you clarify what's like where you're getting this from, you can find out how you know that to be true. And therefore the question like, how do you know? will come in handy. Uh, the third question, so what? Um, like like she said, what consequences do you have? Like, will this impact? How does this impact, like, you in your life? And how does this matter to me? Like, why do I care? Like, if you're putting it bluntly, why should I care about what you're saying? 
Like, why, why does your opinion matter to me? Make your case why I should be listening to you right now. Like that, and why are you telling me this? Or is this or is there a reason we're talking about this right now? Um, what, effect, what effect does this have on you or me? Why does it matter to you? Why should it matter to me? Like that sort of thing. What consequences would you have from believing this? Because if someone is believing like you should, like uh, my body, my choice, there are consequences that will come from that. Um, that will impact you, your child, and like your peers around you. Like, so what? Why does this matter? Why are we having this conversation? Um, that kind of thing. And then what if you're wrong? The last topic, like the last question is what if you're wrong? If you're wrong, what does that mean for you? What does that mean for me? Like if you're wrong about that or like whatever it is, does that mean you will have to change? If that Will that make you change your past or do you just like not want to admit you're wrong because I've come across people who just believe that because that's what they've been told and they don't a want to think that they're wrong or b think that the person who told them is wrong if they just like want to trust this person with their whole heart or like their their source or authority they might just not want to change their belief or their opinion or their mindset and they might just not want to admit defeat they might not want to admit that they're wrong or that the person that told them was wrong. And even if they don't admit it to you in conversation, if you know that they have come to that conclusion, then that's a thing. Like, that's good. But, like, you don't have to fight them until they tell you that you're right. If you, as long as you know that they know they're wrong, that's, like, the thing. Because sometimes I have found that the question, what if you're wrong, Sometimes the beauty, they might, they might not get to the point where they realize that they're wrong, but the beauty of it is if they're willing to be intellectually honest, they'll at least plant the seed of, well, maybe I am wrong. And it, for some people, it might just totally shut them off with the conversation. Like they may just walk away. Like they could, I've had people who just legit walk away from me. Like when I ask them like, okay, like, yeah, Maybe you're right, but what if you're wrong? What does that mean for you? How does that change you and your mindset and how you live? And do you just not want to change? I've had people who will legit walk away from me. And not even with just abortion with this topic, but with several other topics like in the world, like different whatever you want to, like name the world issue. I've had a debate with someone about that. And they will just, I've had people who will just walk away from me. Like I ask them a question and they will turn around and walk away. And a lot of times, either they don't realize they're wrong or they realize they're wrong and don't want to admit it. They don't want to admit you're right or that they're wrong. And sometimes, if they know that in their own mind, then good good for them, I guess. Yep. Excellent. And good for you. <laughs> good for you. You know, and one of the things that you have to remember in a conversation like this, the goal is not to win. If you go in, I know, I, I know. Mean, kind every, of. I kind know. Of. Daughter. Mother. She thinks that the goal is to win. Okay, I never said um, that. I never said that. It just, but it's just a bonus. I kind of feel that way. The goal, <laughs> it's easy to think, and it's nice if you can quote unquote win. However, the goal really for these tools. What do you mean by winning? <laughs> by I guess <laughs> that was good. See how that instant application um, by winning in this scenario, I mean, you convince the person to change their mind. Well, if you can, do you mean convince the person to change their mind or convince them to change their mind and admit it to you? Because mm. sometimes you can win, like they will, and you wouldn't know, like they'll figure it out, but later they won't tell you. 
All I'm saying is that these tools are not to be used as a hammer to hit them over the head. It's to be used as a crowbar just to get them thinking, to open their mind, to get them thinking a little bit. And if you've gotten them thinking, that's all you can do, right? You can't control if somebody else is going to change their mind or see things differently. But, but you if they can. Do, good job. <laughs> I, I applaud you. Says the 15-year-old. Okay. Hey, um, okay. Hey, so... Anyways, I hope that that helps a little bit to really see what the, how these tools are applicable. Because here's the thing, guys: in this world that you are living in, you are there is no shortage of issues. There is no shortage of shortage of crazy thinking out there. There's no shortage of. Um, two sides or three sides to a story of people with strong opinions. And you have to know how to engage people with it. You have to know how to have this conversation. And these questions are simply tools to help you learn how to have the conversation. So I just want to tell you guys this and to let you know about a resource that we are creating. And you just heard from my partner in this resource. Yes, Elena is going to be doing this with me. So it'll be fun. It'll be fun. That's right. There for all you teenagers, you've heard it. It'll be fun. So we are going to be creating a membership because my, my heart is, I don't want you just to hear about the fallacies. I want you to be able to implement and be able to learn them and practice. And the only way to do that is practice and repetition. So we are creating a kind of like a membership that every single month we will give you a, it could be a, a meme, it could be a, a headline, a political argument, it could be news sources, and you're going to have, and we're going to give you questions so that you can figure out, is this an opinion piece? Is this a fact piece? Is there, are there any fallacies in this? And have conversations. We're going to give you the questions to have the conversations. We might even do a challenge every single month. I think that would be fun, but this is something my daughter and I are going to be doing together because we have a heart for this generation to be able to engage culture and engage the craziness that you are seeing, engage the bad thinking and do it in a way that shows how we love God with our mind, that shows that we can love truth, that shows that we can um, represent with truth and with grace and, and truth fun. in love and have fun while we're doing it. Has it. it has to be fun. Yes, I'm with you. So if you're interested in that at all, just get on my email list. Go to our website, filterithroughabraincell.com. Sign up for the email list. You'll be the first to hear about it. Stay tuned to the podcast. We'll announce it here. And um, thank you, Lena, for coming on. It was super fun to have you on today. Of course. And remember, when you learn how to think, you will no longer fall prey to those who are trying to tell you what they want you to think. And it all starts with asking one simple question. Is that really true? I would love to hear from you. Do you have questions about fallacies and cognitive biases? Are you now starting to see and hear them everywhere around you too? Well, send them in. They just might get featured on the podcast. You can email them to me at think at filteritthroughabraincell.com or you can connect with me on Instagram at filter it through brain cell. And if you want to be notified about when new episodes come out and all the things that we're doing, go to www.filteritthroughbraincell.com and sign up to receive email updates. I would love it if you would help us on our mission to teach society how to think well. Please subscribe, leave us a review, and share this podcast with people in your life.